Welcome to Becoming, the podcast for female business owners who are ready to step fully into their next level self, remove the filter and attract dreamy, consistent clients. I'm your host, Megan Rose, mindset and business coach, ready to help you create the business and life of your dreams by becoming the person who has it against all the odds. Ready to stop the excuses and become the version of you that has it all? Keep on listening. Welcome back to another podcast, guys. And I'm so excited because we have my very first guest on the podcast, which was so exciting. It's a full, like, fly-on-the-wall type conversation. We just went straight into it. It was recorded over Zoom. It was my first time doing this. So, like, we're not perfect with the audio, but I think you can definitely hear what we're saying. And it's just like, you could be doing the dishes, walking the dog, driving in your car with your windows down. And I feel like this is just going to give you that like energy of being in the room as if you're having that conversation between two mamas, two businesswomen talking about the industry, talking about sales, um, and all of the kind of nuances in between of that. So Hannah, is CEO of the Boldly Confident Woman, which is a brand dedicated to the success of female founders and entrepreneurs. Hannah in specializes in how you can use human psychology and identity to create more sales success in your biz. And I love it because on her um, Instagram bio, she's like, if a psychologist and a sales VP had a baby. And I just think like, that is Hannah. Um, so you can follow her over on the Boldly Confident Woman. I will tag her below as well. She is fucking amazing. We just have so many things that we align on and I definitely don't think this will be the last podcast for both of us. So please let me know if you enjoy it as always. Let me know if there's any takeaways and let's just get right into it. We just need to dive into it like we already have because this is where all the juice is going to come out. (laughs) Just dive right in, right in um so we I I we have a little chat before about what to talk about and then we were just going into it anyway and I feel like we just need to follow that conversation which was around the money wins and how often we see that first of all as the main marketing thing and what we were just saying is how actually it's I don't think it's working as well as it used to and people who relied on that are now like fuck I need to share a little bit more value yeah absolutely absolutely and I you know you I think we've been in the coaching space around for about the same length of time Mm. and I've definitely seen people like skyrocket forward and when they came into the industry they were definitely at a point where you know they were they were had that value and they had that real like you could see the driver behind what why they were doing what they were doing and then before long they were they were creating the success getting the wins and then all of a sudden it is just literally this money win, this money win, this money win. And it's like, you kind of lose the person, you lose connection to the person. And I think for me, when I look to work with somebody or even just follow somebody, I want to know, like, why are they doing it? Like, I want to connect with like their drive and their grit. And they're like, this is why I'm here because that will always push you forward way further forward than money wins. I think they've got a shelf life. And I think we've kind of reached that, that point. People want more than just a money win now. Yeah, I think it got overused and I even stopped you. Well, I, I I use it sometimes. I think that it's good. To, and I think you'll agree as well. Like we've almost, I feel like we've spoken about this. <laughs> like it's, it's good to see like, look, this is what's possible for you, but it's just one outcome of so many things. And I, at the end of last year, I was like, I don't want to keep talking about money wins. Like that's not what drives me. I like, it actually, however bad that is, like I love money. I want to earn loads of money. I want the luxury lifestyle. But actually, I used to be in sales before. I think you were as well. Yeah, yeah for a long money time. Money doesn't drive me. Like, I didn't care that much about the commitment. It was great when I got it, but it didn't drive me. And I was like, you end up getting people who just want a quick win when you just rely on money marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that lends to the whole, like, I love sales. Sales to me is like the sexiest thing in the world. And it gets me so excited. Numbers are like, oh, they, they, they float my it's my kink but I do think when somebody is so solely driven by money so like for me money is the outcome the, the like the byproduct of doing something I really love but I think when somebody's solely driven by that then they're always like there's a tendency for them to cut corners there's a tendency for them to do sales the wrong way 
And that for me is like one of the biggest things I want to do is I want to change how people feel about selling inside of their business, but how they see other people selling as well, because it's a, it's an amazing transaction if done well. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, I think we align so much on that. It's funny. We have really similar backgrounds as well. It it freaks me out. Actually, sometimes I read your stuff and I'm like, is she me? But like 10 years ago, me, like, it's just so weird. Like, there's so much about us that connect and like yeah it's crazy yeah and I'm just gonna I'm like we both agreed we don't want to bash coaching industry no. but I do want to share experiences and stories of things because I think it's really helpful for people to know how yeah. it's like we've also both got a cough or cold or whatever so our voices are like great and sexy um but I I've even had this experience recently and I'm not obviously going to name any names or anything like that but it's a coach who does focus on like more money and things like that and it's all fine like I do actually love how she talks about it in some ways but I've also had the experience of feeling like a number and feeling that flaky energy and it was a, a recent experience and I was like actually I really don't want to make other people feel like that And I think this is where the thing is with sales is that it becomes a dance and people get used to the dance. And I always use this example, but if you walk into a shop, a store, and somebody comes up to you and asks like, do you need any help with that? And you say, no, I'm just browsing because you don't want to get into a conversation you don't want to be sold to. And it's like that pattern of behavior is coming to the online space where we're like, yeah, we're not buying into this anymore. We know what this is and like, we actually want a bit more. And so there's becomes this dance and you actually need to break the pattern to sell. And people, if they're not doing that now in 2023 and they're still selling how they were even a year ago or two years ago, they're getting in this dance. And that's why I think that we're seeing a lot of bigger name coaches or whatever, not seeing the sales that they used to see and and actually finding it a bit of a struggle yeah yeah I totally agree I think for me there's there's certain things that you you want to feel when you're in like that you're in the buyer seat and you don't want to just feel like you are just some some transaction that's just some cash that's going to make them money so they can go off and like promote that and you're all of a sudden just part of that big cycle you want to know that you're like you've entered into something that is a value and I I, for me that's like at the forefront of everything I do yes I love sales yes I love Mm. I love making money but I want people that come into my world to know that they are valued yeah absolutely valued and yeah, I totally agree. I think we are so, we know now you, the tricks of the trade are obvious and what used to be like, what is considered attraction marketing. Um, again, we know, we know we can see it a mile off. You can feel it. I think that's the thing It's you can feel it. It's a definite feeling when you feel like this is a disingenuous sale. You're not interested in me. You're not interested in helping me move forward. I am just a number. You feel that. And you're right. It is like a dance and it's the mo- the moves. You know them like the back of your hand now. And it's so you will avoid it. And now people are looking for something else. And that's hopefully like where we come in, where we can offer them a different perspective and a different way of, of feeling in that in that environment, in that sales um, buyer seller um, relationship. Yeah. And it's so funny that you've spoken about that because that's how I look at it as well. It's like the buyer seller or even like buyer creator. Like, yes. Yeah. Now, because for for me, like the seller and it's not, it's not necessarily, but like a seller energy can be, it can be that more like you're a number, you're a number, you're a number that might be conditioning or whatever. But how I've started to look at it is like, I'm creating something to invite people into my world. Like that's the way that I view sales rather than like, this outward pushy energy it's more of a like I wish people could see me like an open encompassing like this is what I have this is what I'm about like come into my energy you're invited in here like let me like enroll into my vision like that's how I look at it yeah yeah I love that yeah so much more like it's a different story isn't it if you know like with sales people tell themselves these stories all the time of what it means and what it is and they're a bad person blah blah and that's not helping when we're seeing a lot of this shitty behavior playing out online. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, I could go on all day. I think it all and it all um, contributes to it. So I've seen people that have um, started out and as they've progressed, they've kind of gone from being that person that was like on the ground, building their business up, coming into the industry with no actual direct experience in what they're about to coach on. And I am all for passion and I'm all for being in integrity. And you can coach people where you're at. And, you know, somebody who's a few steps behind you, coach them to where you are. Absolutely. But I do think people bring in experience, life experience and and their own perspectives, their lived experience, so many different things. But I have seen so many people start and then all of a sudden they get to a certain point and then they're like, oh, you can't you can't teach somebody to sell when you've not done it. I'm like, but 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 that's how you started. So like it's it becomes this really shameful, I think a lot of shameful energy. Mm -hmm. that's how I feel it's like you know people the opportunities are amazing and you can create an incredible business one you're wildly passionate about and one that is really of value to your ideal clients but there's so much shame from in this space that I would love to just like remove it remove it all yeah I I I completely see that too and it's funny because you you do see it coming about and you're like but yeah how did you start like what did you do because I've I've spoken very openly like when I decided to go because I had a few niches and I was in health and wellness because I had a transformation in that and then lost my way a bit and then when I was looking at my business when I was pregnant I was like right I need to figure this shit out like what do I have skills in what do I have experience in and it was sales although I hadn't made many sales in my business and I was like well I need to become the version of me who can do that because I know I have skills and value to offer in that so it is a it is a fine line, but I think too many people come in and you see like all the time, how many people are like, right, I'm going to be a business coach. And then they go in to invest in a business coach. So they want to be a business coach and just try and learn everything from them. And it's like, no, no, like that's not in integrity. But yeah. you're building your business off of external validation. So you're building your business off of how many sales you get, how much cash is in your bank account. And then if you have a slower month, if you have a slower period, which happens, yes. they can't hold it. They can't hold it because they've built their identity and self-image on flaky external validation. Totally. I, I literally have nothing else to add to that because that absolutely just like summed it up completely. But I, I completely agree. It's like you've got to you. It's it's an internal thing, and we talk about this a lot. It's an identity piece. It's how you see yourself, your self image, and that ha- that's from inside of you. Mm. The moment you attach it to things outside of yourself, you're no longer in control of that. And so, how you see yourself is dependent on what is going on around you. It's dependent on the, the way the industry changes, the sales you're making, the number of people in your program. And and I, I'm I'm not prepared to allow my identity to go up and down. And how I see myself to go up and down based upon what's going on outside of me. I I want to remain in control. I decide who I show up to be. I decide the woman that I am, how I conduct myself, and my values. And that's how I will move in my life and in my business. Yes. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) That's the missing piece though. Too many people are like, oh, what do I need to do? Or other people are doing this. And I think maybe it leads us into the other thing that we wanted to talk about is that we're both mums in business and both solo parenting. Um, And we both had this experience of feeling like... um, and I think you're you're launching something at the moment around this as well, which I really loved. The, yeah. Because you do see a lot of, and I sound so old when I say this, but it's like the so 20... You can't say that when you're talking to me, okay? You've got a whole decade, all right? Before you get to use that. <laughs> Go on, I you... can say 20-somethings. Yes, you can, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, and I'm, it's fucking great for them, and I love it, and it's not a bad thing, but it is a you do see a lot of 20 somethings in the industry who are doing this like digital nomad life which is fantastic and I like I'm so for that but it's almost like how we look at this in like normal business is what's the word I'm looking for like you know how women in business you, you we didn't have enough women in like these power positions to aspire to be we need more people to demonstrate how else like big businesses and freedom can look like that's not traveling the world because that's actually such a small percentage of a what people want we all love the idea of it sometimes it's actually not if you've got a family traveling the world is not like the easiest thing to do totally possible if you wanted to but it becomes a lot more of a challenge and the 
also probably outweigh the benefits. And I think we've, well, I'll speak for myself and obviously you can add, but at the end of last year, I definitely was watching and was in a lot of um, coaches' worlds who were living this lifestyle, which I love. Like I lived in Thailand, I lived that lifestyle, I get it, I love it. But I was like, well, I have an eight-month-old, seven-month-old, however old he was, at home on my own and a dog. Like, that's just not possible for me. And I do have a limited resources compared to a young, a single person or somebody who doesn't have a mortgage and a dog and a baby. Like, the energy <laughs> are different. It is just different if you are a mum in business. And it sounds like a dicky thing to say, but it's so true. <laughs> And I, I got to the point where I was like, well, I was watching these these coaches who I deeply admire, but it just started making me feel inferior. And like, well, I can't do that. So is my business not going to work? Because I, I can't actually do all of these things without hitting burnout. And that's when I decided, I was like, I need to recognize the season of life that I'm in and, and what I'm building. And like the last couple of weeks, actually, I've just been feeling really at peace for like the first time in a long time so I'm like I actually have what I wanted for this period of time that I'm in with a one-year-old like a toddler at home he's a lot more of a handful than he was six months ago and I'm at home with him and I'm working with doing clients and like yeah it would be great to have more but right now like this was what Megan of a year ago ever wanted um and I think being a example or evidence for other people that this is also how a freedom business looks and operates yeah yeah there's so much I want to say on this so much I want to say on this because yeah I'm a solo parent I've been a solo parent all of Joshua's life um I mean I've had partners it makes it sound terrible doesn't it? I've, had, I've had partners no I've had um two serious relationships in that time and but it but again I was still a solo parent and when you're a solo parent the entire responsibility of the house and the child is on you. So it brings around a financial responsibility that is not the same as somebody who can throw, you know, caution to the wind and just do whatever um, and make wild decisions. So an investment decision for me isn't just like, oh, you know, must invest to grow my business. I've got to invest, yes, to grow my business. I'm always willing to invest in myself, but there's a secondary question of, is this good for me and my son? Is this something I can possibly do? And it's always, there's always that there. There's also the side of things where your time is restricted. Your time is restricted. I even, I hired um, a coach, an amazing branding coach, not long ago. And luckily my identity is solid, right? Because if it wasn't, I, that could have really like sunk me because there is a, there are times where my marketing would be considered a little bit, quote unquote, boring in terms of the way they do things because I'll, you know my tidy space in my house is my desk and office area I make sure that that is always tight so I do a lot of my work from there so I record a lot from there so sometimes you'll see the background and all of my stuff is really really similar you know you will know that getting out and doing things yes you do get to go out and do fun things with your your kids you absolutely do but your priority isn't then filming it to use us because you want to be present with them this is the whole reason why we're doing this business is to have that real present focused time with them and also not only are you present with them it's also not always feasible to be on your phone when you've got a child running around doing wild and dangerous things and so all of the fun stuff isn't always documented so as a mum your life can it's like you've got two lives and it's like I think it's like how you fuse the two together. Great. We want to see an insight, but also not feeling like you have to share absolutely everything all of the time. Yeah. And knowing that it is enough. People, people want to see this because there's a psychology, um, and I can't remember the, the study, but psychologically, we are attracted to things that we see more of. So if you see something like a digital nomad rolling around the beaches of Bali, that's like my phrase I use a lot, and you see that constantly, you are naturally over time, the more you're exposed to it, the more you're going to be attracted to that lifestyle. Whereas if we can show that actually, like you said, being really happy with what you've created 
we're going to be attracted to that feeling that you're giving us, that you're, you feel at peace. We, we all want to feel at peace and we all want the freedom to feel at peace in our own lifestyle. And so if we can see more examples of that and feel more examples of that, we're going to be more attracted to that too. And it, so it's not this constant desire to be doing things to make things look great, to sell. We actually know that we have everything we need as we are right now, as long as we understand how to connect with it and show people the value of it, because there's so much value in being a mum in business and having that flexibility. You know, it just might not be right now as sexy as rolling around on the beaches of Bali, but I'm determined to fucking make it as sexy because it is. Yeah, it is. And and let's be honest, the I was going to say the things that like, you know, you whatever, but most women, most women, not all women, and it's absolutely fine, it's up to everyone, I don't care, but most women do want a family, yeah. like it's programmed into us, most women do, and if you don't, that's perfect for you, and it's not about like you should or whatever, but a lot of women do want a family, and a lot of women want to build a business where they can be more present, like if I think about if I had to go to a job and work the way that I used to work, whilst having a baby I would, it would just be awful like I'd have to put him into nursery five days a week I know your son's a little bit older than mine <laughs> um but I'd have to put him into nursery like I would just struggle to get back for like the whole tea time bath time bedtime saga which takes three hours at the moment <laughs> but I would that would be such a I would be in such a stressed and probably more stressed anxiety functioning parent than you know like this morning I, I dropped him off at nursery um and oh no I dropped him at my mother-in-law's and I went to the gym and I did that took that time for myself and then I'm like working on my business this afternoon and like you know yeah I could do more but right now this season of life that I'm in like that's all I wanted when he's older when he's I don't know apparently at school it gets harder because then nine till three p.m finish <laughs> not nursery which is like seven till six but um and I know you, but you said as well, like you get to go and pick your son up from school every day at three o'clock. How many mums want that? Like they just want to be able to pick their kid up from school, which how could you ever do that work in a full-time job? Like it might be a bit more flexible now. There's that side of it, but also we just fucking love what we do. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I feel bad if I, sometimes I do have to work, do something on my phone when he's around, because he's around, obviously you're the same as like, I'm the only one he's has to be with me a lot more he's not as self-sufficient um and I'm like I worried for a really long time like oh am I just teaching him like he's not important but actually I was like no I'm teaching him that mummy works and mummy enjoys the job that she does and she can make money doing what she loves and mummy provides and like that's all good lessons as well yeah completely agree I think it it would be I did go back to work after I had Josh and I went back into my job in like sales and management and I was managing big businesses. And honestly, the pressure, it wasn't the pressure of the job and it wasn't the pressure of motherhood. It was trying to like, I always felt like I was dropping the ball somewhere. Right. And I, I just got to a point where I was like, this is not okay. Like I was, but I, the thought of leaving my career made me sick because I'm wildly ambitious. Like I am a, a very dedicated and loving mother um, but that's not all I am. I couldn't just be just a mom and just have a part-time job that just paid the bills. And there's no shame on that. If that's you, I love that for you. But for me, it's like, no, I have to build something. I have to create something. I, I've got massive, a massive vision and I needed something where I could do both. Mm. And that's what we're creating. And I think, like you said before, and I know it was, it was like kind of last what we were talking about last, but it's like, let's be the evidence and, and the proof that this is possible, that it is possible. And it's it's every everyone, if they're in the right, like right in the right focus, I guess, can do it. 100 yeah. percent can do it. And you don't need to be looking at for things outside of you to make it look any different than it is, because being a mum and a business owner is powerful and it's sexy yes and I'm really glad that you brought that up as well because this is something that I've recently had to admit even to myself and I added it in a post is like being a, a mum is not the most fulfilling thing and I had that was really hard for me to admit because obviously that might be tr triggering for some people but um it's not and I was really shocked when that happened because I was like I'm gonna be like this present like mom it's gonna be so amazing and it's fucking hard <laughs> um but 
but also like it's not I couldn't I and again like I'm sure we don't have to say it like you all know that we're not <laughs> anyone who has different views this is our opinions and it's it's again it's actually having a voice for that because a lot of the conversation is you're a mother like that's you can you should only be a mother and like you give up everything and, and of course you do but like you're also allowed to have a business that you love and and my business fulfills me like I'm grateful that I can drop him at nursery and he's looked after three or four times a week so I have this yeah I would be an awful mother an awful mother if I didn't have this business if I wasn't creating this if this wasn't lighting my fire I would be terrible I'd be in, I'd be impatient I'd be snappy because it isn't enough I love watching him grow I, I am so grateful that I've been able to be there and that, like you say I get to do the school run you know I don't want to put him in breakfast club and after school club I want to be there for all and I can drop things and I can go in for his things that are happening in school and believe me they have an incredible social life and they have more events than I can ever like could ever say I have none in comparison um but if that was it I, I I I wouldn't be showing up for him as the best version of me and therefore I don't think I'd be a great example of a mother I really don't think I would yeah and I think this is I'm really lucky that I've got a friend and I can tell her all of my darkest thoughts when it comes to motherhood and we sit and slag our kids off sometimes over a glass of wine virtually because we have to but I was like I'm actually so grateful that I have a friend that I can be that with and be honest with because the conversations you see online is a lot of mums love bashing other mums which I don't understand and I actually want to make it okay for those people who who are like this where you do love your job and it is fulfilling for you I came back to work when my business and my business only took off really after I had him um when he was two and a half months old and I was like thank fuck I have this because I would be so bored if I was just sitting home with him all the time um, <laughs> um and I think it's really important that we do and, and this is where I say practice discernment and if you're listening to this and you're like oh that's not me like this is not to say you're wrong or you're bad or anything it's just to give voice to a different version of motherhood and, and parenthood for some people because there's not really as much of a voice for that no there isn't and I and you know maybe Josh will hear this one day just know I love you more than anything in this whole wide world but he was not planned he was not um planned um I was so focused on my career like I that was it I knew exactly where I was going I was like like I can't did you ever do like the color personalities like red, blue, green, yellow. Did you ever do that in sales? No, I... Right. Well, I was a red, so I was like, di I'm very direct, which we both. Yeah. Um, I was. I'm very. It was very focused. I was like, this was it. If it's happening, it's happening. If I say it's happening, it's it's done. And I was so red. Um. And then I found out I was pregnant. I was like, oh, now I've got to change into a completely different human. And I, I think you'll find as well. Josh is ten. Mm. Um, and yes, like it's still full on. You exchange one great, like one extra bit of freedom for something else. So like it, nothing really changes, but things change. And he's 10 and he's starting to like, he's got a little job where he animates. So he animates with his friends online and he creates these little um, animations are amazing. Um, and so in a way he's kind of like, um, has his own time now. So I have a little bit of my own time back, but what I will say, say is I think if I'd have attached my entire identity to motherhood these moments of him sort of growing and, and like developing and kind of like moving away from me would feel a lot harder but because I've remained me and I've had this business to grow it's almost like it's it's exciting to watch him change and watch him and, and it's not going to be long before he's he doesn't want to be near me at all you know and so let's see what that brings but yeah I think there needs to be a voice for varying ways that we all mother and we all mother well and our children are happy and thriving and that's the main thing and how we get there looks different for everybody and just for me it's like I'm wildly ambitious I'm not going to apologize for that I love what I do and I'm never going to just be the mum that is just the mum it's just not me yeah no I totally agree and I think touching on something you said there it's like you know who you've become through building this business and that's something that's really true I, the reason I love the online like you know though we can sit and bash a lot of things that happen in the coaching industry just like with all industries they have their shit right but 
I love this industry because one, you cannot, well, obviously like the, the opportunities are just limitless. But more than that, I don't think there's any other space where your own personal development is like, a, for me, personal development is a priority. And who I'm becoming, that's why my podcast is called Becoming. <laughs> it's like who you're becoming, it, it gets to channel them through your business. And I just don't see that in any other way. And I think that's such an incredible opportunity for anyone for any woman um I think we live in this incredible time where we have so much opportunity um but in the context of motherhood like we're also in this incredible time to create a business that supports us in this season of life and like you say there's always new challenges and that's what I've heard like you get one thing but then there's a different challenge like you get more in some ways and then they're like more challenging in some ways sometimes that's what makes me cry at night it's like this is for the rest of my life and it's just gonna get hard but no that's just on the bad days when I haven't slept <laughs> oh god yeah good old sleep but that's something I say to a lot of my clients is like how can your business actually support you in this season rather than you thinking and chasing like how other people who don't have kids are doing it and what they're saying you have to do and actually come back to like you were saying, your identity, your values, what's important to you, like your energy levels, like manage your energy. This is something I heard recently. I said it's my clients, not my quote, but very powerful. It was like, manage your energy, but don't get stuck into the I'm tired story and get attached to it. And I think if you're a mom in business, you just need to work with that because it's that's been so like key for me. It's like you have to manage your energy. Obviously, you can't burn out. But I mean, I had four hours sleep last night. Like I can't, I can't go into the I'm tired thing and not do anything on my business. Like I can't do that. Every, he does, he barely sleeps. Like I barely get a night through. <laughs> so I can't get attached to that story. No. I worked really hard. And as a mom, you do have to work harder on your mindset. You do have to work harder on your self-doubt because when you have lack of sleep, your cognitive function is just not as good. That's like basic biology yeah yeah can't take that's so you have to work really really hard on your you know like I had to work hard on I can be creative when I'm not tired like this morning when I woke up I was I don't know how I'm gonna have this conversation (laughs) but but I'm like right I can't buy into that I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna go to the gym I'm gonna and you have to be so fucking resilient as an entrepreneur anyway but then add motherhood on top of it and you need to be like 10 times stronger yeah you do there's there's no I don't think there's any there's no room for and I'm always careful to say this because I think sometimes there are obstacles and there are reasons that can be valid but it's like but do we but but do we want that to be the story and the end of the story or can we choose another story and find a way to work around that obstacle so but I you know motherhood does not lend for for excuses if you want to be successful you then can't use the the fact that you are a mother as a reason as to why and that that being tired is part of that like you have to accept there are moments in motherhood where you are going to be tired because you don't sleep and you're on the go from the moment you get up it's all about them getting them sorted getting them to school or nursery or whatever whatever and you're on the go like this and you've got a thousand and you've got a thousand things to remember your ability to be trying to be in uh, 55 places at once is is something you develop but again I think you can only ever focus on one thing at a time so I've kind of got very good at this like I have <laughs> it's like this is how I visualize it and I do visualize it like this I'm like what's in front of me swipe screen and then the next thing comes up, swipe screen, next thing, swipe. And that's how I do it because my brain can sometimes go absolutely wild with a thousand things that I've got to remember for me, for my business, for my clients, for Josh, you know, and I've also got to be healthy on top of that. And I've got to do, uh, and it's like, oh, so I have this as my way of like moving through that. So again, in terms of tiredness for me, it's like, I'm not going to buy into that. I'm not going to buy into being tired it's not an excuse that I'm going to use but then again I do use discernment so in the times where I'm like right I am drained my body is physically drained I need to restore my energy levels I'm going to rest yeah but going around saying I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired is only going to make you more tired yeah exactly and that's why it's like manage your energy rest where you need to don't burn out like I did make that mistake at the end of last year I got emotionally drained and I was go 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 and I wasn't 
managing I wasn't deal I wasn't facing stuff basically I was just like yeah just like let's package that way for later because I can't look at that right now mm-hmm. and I did get emotionally drained and then this year has been very much about how do I build my business in a way that supports me in this season of life rather yes. than looking at the incredible coaches that I have worked with who do live these freedom lifestyles that I love but it's just like our lives are, are worlds apart right now and it's not it wasn't helping me yeah but I also think the whole I don't think I really kind of touched on what you said about building the business that supports this like the season of life you're in but like do you not think though that freedom looks different to everyone and a freedom lifestyle to one is not to another so like I yes you might be out there and you have the full freedom of building that huge wildly incredibly profitable business great amazing I love that for you but like but then they are also they are tied they will they would they will be tied to things let's be honest they are going to be very tied to certain things the bigger your business mm-hmm. yes of course I believe you can start outsourcing you get team members and all of these different things and I think that if you're really intentional with the work that you do you can bring about a lot of free time but if you're building something that big and that quickly you are going to be tied to things right so do I want those ties right now does that feel like freedom to me not right now yeah not right I got to and I actually have a post that I'm gonna write and it was like I stopped chasing the high cash months because I was like what like I actually if I if I was gonna get that like high cash month and I used quotation marks there because just fit in whatever that means to you yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um I was I was driving was like, funny I was driving along a couple of weeks ago and I was like oh I've, I've had it I was sick and then I was like felt better and I had like more clarity which happens after you're sick and I was driving and I was like I feel really good right now like I had this realization of where I was in life like you know we don't often do it those pockets of moments where you're like I'm actually really like past Megan would be so proud of where I'm at right now and then I was like oh but no one's reached out to me this week to buy from me and then I was like but wait a sec how would I feel if somebody reached out to ask to work with me oh I'd feel like this anyway and it was just this moment of like I'm chasing a feeling that I already feel and of course then I had like inquiries coming through like the next week which is of course that's how it works because we're working from frequency and vibration energy and identity but it was just this like part of me witnessed the I witnessed the part of myself that was like oh but you know you're high frequency you're high energy and it's not working and then I was like but what what for like and so I stopped chasing the the high cash months and I was like I'm just actually gonna enjoy this season of life and look, it doesn't mean I'm not cr- wanting to create that and wanting to create more, but it's just like, there's not the pressure and there's not the shame and guilt of what that has to look like and actually building something sustainable that supports me in this season of life is so much better for my nervous system right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can, I think it's the whole duality thing. I think you can, you can crave those high cashments and, and be actively pursuing them whilst also being really grateful for the position that you're in right now and actually I think that is the best way to do it because if you're constantly chasing that high cash month then you're always going to be chasing that high cash month when is anything going to be good enough if you can't actually find real peace and gratitude with where you're at then that will never it will never fulfill you so it's like okay well how can I fulfill myself right now in this moment whilst I'm going to openly say yeah do, do I want a business that that's a seven figure business? Yeah, I absolutely do. And will I get there? Yeah, I absolutely will. There's no doubt in my mind, but I'm also really happy that I can support me and my son yeah. where we are right now in yeah. a way that at one point I, you know, I didn't know if that was going to be possible. Not really. When I started out and now here I am. And so, yeah, I think it's one foot in like that moving forward and wildly ambitious and one foot in like gratitude. Yeah. And the way I look at this and like I'm doing the things right I'm doing the massive things where I sell every day and I'm, I've got so many offers coming out and I've got I've got things in place that are actually structurally and strategically happening to support me getting to where I want to get but like you say it's not that attachment it's it is that gratitude and the reason I wanted to bring that up is because one of the new probably I don't know if you hear this as well probably because I always hear it people thinking that they can't sell or they can't have a successful business or they can't sign clients because they haven't got the clients yet 
but they haven't got the high cash month yet. So they can't then sell because people, and the funny thing is people say this, they aren't even business coaches. Yeah. But they, they're like, that's the story. Like I need the clients in order to sell. And it's like, no, you need to sell in order to get the clients. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole chicken and the egg thing. It's like the beginning of time, um, you know, exactly. And I do think some of the problem in this is that whole thing we were talking about at the very beginning where we, we just focus solely on the cash wins. We, we focus solely on that being your marketing strategy. Mm. It's not relevant if you're not... I also have made a decision personally, and this is a secret, but like I've made a, an absolute personal decision where I'm at in my business right now, I'm not going to be sharing any money wins. Mm. And the reason is yeah, because at some point I am going to say that I didn't need to in order to get to where I wanted to be because I have skills and value to offer and perspectives and I know how to help you get from where you are to where you want to be and I trust myself in my ability therefore what I make I mean what real relevance does that have to what you want to create in your life I think as long as my values show and demonstrate something that you desire for yourself and I think we look at people and we're like that freedom lifestyle we were talking about before it's like we use our discernment and we look at that freedom lifestyle and go okay well how can that apply to where I'm at but that's an identity piece rather than going that would make me happy it's like oh how can I create that version of freedom for myself right now in the in the position of that I'm in in my life you know did that really did I come full circle I don't know if I did (laughs) I I don't know if you did but I I I wanted to say like for people listening what you said is the essence of sales and people think oh I need cash wins to sell but you don't you need to show value you need to share value and have connect create connection for people because that's what sells and people just they're like people want to bypass the actual fucking identity work, the mindset work, the inner work, um, the ex- skills and experience and building those out for a shortcut. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I do think, and and I, I do want, I don't, and I do want to blow our trumpets, but we've come from backgrounds where we've actually, it's, we've done sales, but not in the coaching space. So my, and, and I managed huge teams of people, hundreds of people, and it was my responsibility to get them to perform. Mm. And also leadership was a massive part of what I did. Sales was a massive part of what I did. My responsibility for the overall performance of the business, including client retention, was on me. So I have all this experience that I have brought into what I do as a coach, um, and you're the same, you've got wild amounts of experience. So we look at it from a really different perspective. So I think when somebody comes into the coaching space and they go, oh, that's how the top coaches are doing it. That's how it just must be. Mm-hmm. And there was part of me when I started, I came into the space and I was like, I just wanted to be a really good student. I wanted to make it work. I wanted to, to do really well in my business. And I took on everything everyone said. And I completely, this is over a decade's worth of really su- like success. I just completely went, well, I'll do it this way. And I just parked all of my own experience and just left it there like it was nothing. And like, actually, that's everything that makes me good at what I do. Yeah. So I think we, yeah, yes. So we can look at it, we can look at it very differently. So when we say this about sales, it's because we have all of that experience that's not just from the coaching space. And so, and it's so relevant. And I want people to know that there's other ways of doing things as other perspectives. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, I mean, I did the exact same thing. And I think a lot of people do that. And it's funny because a lot of clients who have come to me recently, they came into this industry like bright eyed and bushy tailed and was like, and then saw a bit of success, which is exactly what I did. And then they went into the industry and kind of lost themselves in like, oh, I have to do it that way. This strategy, the secret strategy, blah, 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 blah. And then they were like a shell of themselves, which is where I, I, did I felt like I did all of this personal development work and when I fell pregnant I was like this is the worst I've ever felt about myself and when I came into the industry I was kind of like on this high because I'd done a whole health transformation like that's why I came into I thought I coined well-being coach <laughs> I had no idea about the coaching industry I just had my own personal health journey which Im- impacted my mindset my confidence my focus like all of these things and I was like I just want to help other people do that which is how most of us went into the industry and then um 
I just lost it and I got I got to the point where and I don't want to say the industry beat me down because that's not true it was my responsibility I would invest for the secret magic I would invest and think oh, I've invested now like come on clients where are you let me journal where are my clients I just I didn't take the action so that's on me but I got to a point where I was like this is the worst I've ever felt about myself I'm not a lazy person I'm not somebody who just expects things to be handed to them and yet that was the identity in which I was working from and I got pregnant and I was like I either give it up or I change who I am that was literally my thing and that's when I started doing the work on myself which is why that is so important to me because that's yeah but then like you say you do need to have skills and experiences and 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 value and I do believe everyone has value to offer but a lot of the time they don't see their value as value and that's another thing yeah yeah we could I think we could go into that for an hour we could really go into that but yeah I think for me my personal transformation I came I started out in just solely in confidence because I had a personal transformation where I was diagnosed with a self-esteem disorder like a long long time ago like 14 15 years ago um and so my personal journey and this wasn't wasn't online this was offline this was this is when I started with identity work 15 14 15 years ago and I completely changed who I was showing up to be in my life and that's how I started to have success in my career and so that's how I started with this desire to just help women be confident and I came online and wanted to be a great student wanted to do it all exactly right and 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 just build this thriving business and give back and all of this stuff and all of a sudden I was like oh actually I have no fucking confidence left what the hell like this is it was crazy and so I had to like kind of really intentionally step back and go right okay what have you just done for the last 14 15 years like like let's let's go back to where to how you created the version of you that's got here like and and let's decide where we're going like activate that future version of you and and decide who you want to show up and be and that's what I did and so then and that was when I opened the doors to like all my experience because I was like I just really want to do it my way I I just really feel like this is there's um there's something that I could give um, and the value I could bring if I just did it my way. And so that's when the doors opened and I was like, fuck it, I'm not doing it any other way other than my way. And it doesn't mean I am not willing to like grow and develop, of course, like I'm heavily invested in my own personal growth. And I don't think my way is, we all just have opinions at the end of the day. It's just all opinions and you get to decide what feels right for, for you. But that all comes down to knowing who you are and deciding who you're going to be and your value, because then you can hear an opinion, apply it to you if it's relevant or discard it if it's not. And you, your, your entire identity isn't shaken by somebody else's opinion. And I see that happening a lot. Every day, in fact, I see that happening online. Yep, and that that's what was my revelation. I was like, I just realised I'd been taking every single person's opinions, and it beats you down into this tiny box because some person's one person's saying, "Don't do it this way." Somebody else says, "Don't say that," whatever, and it beats you down. And you're like, I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, um, I don't even know who I am. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what's going on? Um, but something I wanted to quickly touch on as well in in how you led yourself through that and it's funny this is what I I say as well to clients is like how you lead yourself through the challenging times and like you we've both had like being a a solo parent is like pretty challenging at times um amongst all the other things that can happen like you've had that um what's the disorder that you have self-esteem disorder yeah so I was I was diagnosed with body dysmorphic disorder yeah so you know you've had that like we go through everyone and like no one's special and everyone's special but everyone has really challenging things that they go through and it's actually it's not this is going to be the thing you mentioned it earlier as well there is going to be a valid reason an absolutely valid reason why you can't create your business why you can't sell why whatever like the reason will be valid if I'd have turned around last year and said you know what like I've got a tiny baby my relationship of 11 years has just broken down like I'm on my own with a baby and a dog I can't do my business anymore people would have been like totally get it understandable like look after yourself sending you love but it was like I chose who I wanted to become through that experience so when you can take the challenges that are presented to you in life which there will always be and you choose who you're going to become through that process that's actually where you start to 
become the right person for your dream clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do. Um, because there is nothing more powerful than lived experience. Like, you know, all of everything we teach is like theory, if you like, but if you've actually applied it to yourself and to your life and you've moved through something, then it's lived experience. And that's what connects people. That's truly what connects people. And I think there's so people hide so many aspects of themselves because they're like, well, that's not sellable or that's not appealing or that's not in line with what that coach is doing. And actually, those are the fucking things that people want to see and want to connect with and want to feel. Yeah, exactly. I did a post on that just today. I was like, <laughs> I think I was really scared to share what was happening last year. And I was like, people are going to think it were all the things of what people are going to think. But I was like, this is such a true part of my life. I don't know how to not share it. And I processed it and all of the things before. But the amount of people that have come to me, whether they've gone through a breakup or whether they've just, it wasn't even the breakup or whatever, or having a baby. It was just, they saw that I was going through something that was challenging to many people and it was how I was leading myself through it and the duality of it and I've had that reflected to me quite a few times recently and that was six months ago so it's like you never know who's watching you never know like how your story that you're scared to share that you and I'm very particular about vulnerable content I'm not for like crying on video I think that's emotional dumping like I don't vibe with that kind of vulnerable content but you know and I don't share it as a pity party either I don't want to be like oh poor me but I do want to be like look you, we've all got shit like so are you going to watch it? what story are you going to choose who are you going to become throughout this experience yeah yeah what are you going to do with it like where are you going to go with it totally power lines that's that internal power that's no one else is giving you that power when you lead yourself through something like that powerfully basically when you lead yourself through something that's challenging that's internal power that's been built yeah and and it's been built and it, and it can't be taken away from you you know again it's not it's not outside of you it's it's, yeah, it's not a, 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 some money hitting your bank account it's not a client signing up like that's going to give you way more confidence in what you do than any of that stuff that you might want to share I love that there was actually a lot of gold in here on how you can sell <laughs> There it, there it, there was, wasn't there? Like honestly, I think this is it. Like, yeah. So take notes. <laughs> Go back through, take notes and pull it out because there's a lot of gold in there. Absolutely. Yes. This was such a fun conversation. I think we went for nearly an hour. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I was like, I reckon we're probably like half an hour, 40 minutes. Wow. Okay. That's gone really quickly as well. It's been yeah, amazing. To speak to. Yeah, we should do a part two. Should do a part two glass of wine part two yeah, <laughs> yeah. when the kids are asleep yeah that would be wild oh thank you so much for and Hannah was my first guest which is amazing what an oh, wow. guest on the podcast I so, feel honored thank you so much for having me thank you for coming um and we'll have to do another one we will just let me know and I'll be here <laughs>